Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Open Africa podcast. Um, we have the usual suspects here. My name is Furo and I have Umi Laulu Anusa. Hello everyone. Hello guys, long time no see. Yeah, um, so we'll just jump right into the topics for today. Um, so we're just going to be um, discussing some news highlights um, of things that have happened in the last couple of weeks in the Nigerian tech space. Um, so, Uber Cash. Powered by Flutterway. I mean, it was, it was inevitable that someone was going to do it. Um, the use case was there. And I guess it makes sense that they did not use a Nigerian bank, so they don't have to struggle with agility and how quickly the products can hit the market. So it, it makes like it makes sense, no matter how you look at it. Flutterwave has the technology to be able to render such services. Uber has the need for the product. I hope it translates into a better experience not just for the riders, but particularly the drivers. I mean, with this, I expect that they should be able to do instant settlements for their drivers. Um, so we should stop hearing, please pay cash. Uh, my money has not cleared. That's a big issue, the driver angle. Like, I, I really hope that this solves that problem because um yeah the number of times i've had riders tell me oh please pay cash or i need to buy full i'm out of money and things like that like i hope that this is like solves that problem from the driver perspective as well just to add i believe that the did the ways that it'll be customers will be able to fund their accounts via transfer um yeah so customers are able to fund via the Uber wallet, via card, mobile money, and then the Flutter Vata app. So I guess they're plugging in their own solution in there as well um, to try and <laughs> drive, um, yeah, adoption as well. I guess so. Give it more use to their customers that currently use it. I think I mean, for me, the big takeaway is well, less less on Uber and more on Flutter because mm-hmm. you know, like photo and this stuff, are basically dragging this thing for like a while now, mm-hmm. and it's like they've now both of them have kind of like established their own niche in mm-hmm. like the payment space. So like, photo uh, Paysand is like the developer's best friend. So like anybody that's building a startup right now that has anything to do with payments or accepting card payments, mm-hmm. the first thing they're doing is like the, most of them go Paysand. So I can't remember someone was telling me that almost every Nigerian startup that got into YC or has gotten into YC in the last couple of years has empowered the Pixar, which I think is absolutely incredible. Because they're very, very developer friendly, which is which is a very good thing. But for Flutterway, they, they look they seem to be like they're more establishment, right? If that makes any sense. Like they're doing stuff with like bigger companies. So they might not get as much of the developer community as the young startups, but Netflix is coming to Nigeria. It's Flutter with their going with. Um, Uber is trying to do a water system in Nigeria. It's Flutter with their going with. Like Flutter, I guess they have this global clout that maybe Paystack doesn't have, or I, or I might be ignorant on it, but it's like Flutter gets like the bigger deals, while Paystack gets like, the volume, like in terms of like the number, 
Yeah, so I think that's brand positioning because Paystack, like if you hear Shola speak, it's always about helping people to build their businesses, helping people to connect and be able to get payments like as easily as possible and not necessarily, you know, looking at it from the big corporate angle. So I think it's a, like it's brand positioning for like for the two brands. Like Dr. Wave has always been big on, you know, partnering with the banks and working with the banks and all of that, while Paystack not so much. So I think that is like a brand positioning thing. Yeah, because like it's just like this one just dawned on me because I was like, oh wow, this is who they partnered for with this. I guess it helps that the Flutter has parts of it. Following up with like Netflix Nigeria and Flutter being the one, it's almost like, yeah, if you're a foreign company coming to Nigeria and trying to set up something, Flutter is the guy you go to. But if you're like a Nigerian guy trying to build your thing from scratch here, Paystack is the guy you go to. And I've spoken to like developers and they say like, oh, Paystack's like reputation is friendly, like Flutter wave, they don't really respond, that kind of thing. So I I guess if it feeds into that, it feeds into that. And another thing also called that about this thing that, that caught my caught my attention is almost everything can be made into a fintech now. Almost everything. Like any as long as you're processing payments, you can we can more for yourself into a fintech. Because look at this. Um, Uber is doing Uber Cash and it's like it's like a wallet system. That's the start. The next thing they need to the next level is now if they give like their drivers like a card where their drivers can like spend the money that they've made off rides immediately instead of waiting for like settlement. That's more or less that's a bad. Then they can even like start giving these drivers loans. Because they're like messing about Twitter the other day, talking about like with record labels in Nigeria and how you can basically establish like the fintech or settlement. Small thing is you give them cards to spend the money they make off selling their music on Spotify. Next thing, give them a loan so they can record an album and you're a bank. Like everything, everything can turn to a bank in the middle of a second. And I, and I don't even think there's something in banks like realize that how easy it is and remember we talked earlier this year about like banking as a service being one of the big things that come out this year and i think that's that's what's playing out like everybody you don't even need to have like the whole infrastructure you just need something you need something that brings people to your platform like some value so for like uber is the drivers have to they make money off driving so that's what brings them to to the platform they just sell it with some Finance product, and that's it. While banks don't really have the advantage because they are just the finance product. There's no finance plus. But yeah, that that's that's definitely like something that, that came to mind when I was reading that thing. It's like how it's so easy. I mean, we've talked about Uber Cash before, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, in other news, um, Piggy Vest. Um, you know, typically when you have a savings, um, when you have a savings plan with them and you've locked it in, um, if you want to withdraw. Um, they charge you a five percent like um, penalty fee, um, but in light of everything that's going on in COVID nineteen, they have graciously dropped that fee to one point five percent. I know that Laulu has always had a feeling about these penalty fees. I don't know if you want to speak a bit about that. Okay. Um, first of all, apologies if it sounds like people are fighting in the back of my house. It's the rain that is fighting my roof. So. Let's get that out of the way. 
man, it's it's not like I really had um, an issue with their penalty, with their penalty charge. You know, as a matter of fact, it's not them I had or I have a problem with. It's Kauri wise that I have a problem with. I mean, Piggy Vest has always been clear that we're helping you save. And if you want to be irresponsible and break your savings, then you pay a heavy price for it. It's just consequence management that, that they help people learn. Um, them dropping it from 5% to 1.5%. I mean, considering what is happening, it's, a, it's commendable. I think commendable is the word. Because um, I know like at the start of the lockdown, many people were talking about how they had money trapped in calorie-wise. I have a friend who... <laughs> whose money is trapped in calorie wise and he needed to there was an unforeseen spend that he, he um that came up and then he had to borrow like even though he had that money in his in his calorie wise um thingy he had to borrow so piggy vest reading the situation of things and dropping this penalty i i like the move Considering that it's also going to impact on their own earnings, you know, it's um, it's a nice thing to do. But as we've learned, many things are not always entirely altruistic, but it's nice all the same. Yeah, I think what's going I think Pigivas is doing a better job of managing their liquidity compared to before. So I guess they don't have to penalize you as much. So with carry-wise, the idea I get is a lot of the stuff that's in United Capital is very manual. So, like, it's carry wise is a customer of United Capital and you're a customer of carry wise. So, it's like they manually have to, like, if you want to withdraw, they would manually have to withdraw, like, you withdraw from a regular mutual fund and they are subject to, like, United, United Capital's issues. So, I, I think that's what limits them a bit. I guess it's to, I, won't, I wouldn't blame them. I guess they could do a better job if they wanted to, but I wouldn't blame them too much. I'll say it's more on asset, the, the underlying asset manager being in the Stone Ages. Yeah, so I think that's the thing of picking the, let me say the wrong partner, but not necessarily picking the best partner if you're trying to be like nimble and serve customers that would want you know to do things on demand and at their own time. Yeah, so Snapchat. Snapchat will be some new features, no sir? Oh, okay. So yeah, Snap, uh, I was watching, like, well, I was absolutely watching like, Snapchats. Like, they had like this keynote thing for for like developers, like partners trying to build things, and it's one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen. Like, if you, it's it's they're currently their pin tweets right now. So if you've got a Snapchat page, you guys should watch that. It's like, it's a 15 minute video, like a 15 minute session. It's like the Snap Partner Summit. But what blows my mind is, I think it's going on that the radar because Snapchat is not as popular here. But Snapchat is building some of the most fascinating technology, like most exciting things I've ever seen as far as like um, augmented reality and everything. Like I saw this clip where if you have a travel card, you can use your phone and if you use like a Snapchat, like a Snapchat lens, it's, it looks taking it like or hovering over your travel card, which is like Snapchat. 
it brings out like a map of like the subway system. And I think that is incredible. So, so cool. And it's, it's something that I don't even think like we're appreciating like right now. And uh, there's even there's this thing how you can get like your Bitmoji in like Snapchat games and you can play with other people. It's, it's ridiculous. Like if, I mean, I don't even know, I can't even explain all the tech being done on it, but it is so, so cool. And it's something that I think, I guess we are being, because we don't have lights in this country, like we don't really, we're not really hip to it, but there is so much potential. Like there is so, so much potential. Like imagine if you can like try on wedding rings with like a Snapchat lens. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing is that they, they featured all of these like awesome stuff that they are building. And I'm just reading the comments on the tweet and everyone is just like, we don't care. All we want is dark mode and username change. And everybody's literally asking for dark mode and a rollback of the last updates. Like, it's just incredible to me how that can be happening at a time when people are pushing forward (laughs) some of the most incredible stuff that they've ever done. Oh, yeah, there are also complaints about bad customer support as well. So... Perhaps. So it might, it might, they might never blow like they might never blow like stupidly like Instagram stories because Facebook is terrible at looking. But as far as what they're building, like their stack, it is oh, it's very incredible. It's like it's it's the future. It's the absolute future. That's that's what they I think. So maybe they'll finesse it into something else. I, I have no idea, but yeah, it's yeah. very incredible. Like I was watching the video. I was watching the video thing, I was like, this is not some like regular Zoom call where they are giving you updates. Like the backgrounds were changing, everything was dynamic. Like this is what Steve Jobs dreamed of when he was doing his Apple Peanuts. Speaking of fine things, has anyone seen Eversend? It's like a Ugandan fintech that allows you hold currencies, different currencies and wallets. So you can have like a Nigerian Naira wallet, a Ghanaian cities wallet, a Kenyan shillings wallet, all within the same application. So if you are ever in any of those regions or you need to make purchases with um, or do transfers with any of those currencies, like they'll help you get it done. And you can also do like cross-border remittance for into Eversend wallets. I think so it's, it's like, pretty it's, interesting. It's like that. Trans- it's like transferwise is like borderless like account where you can have like different like currency accounts on your transferwise app. But this time it's for Africa. But what I really thought was interesting is that ever since they raised like seven hundred k dollars, but it was like crowdfunding, so it's like people putting their money to like fund the company. And I don't think I've seen that anywhere in like Africa. I don't think I've seen any, any African company that has like that affinity with its customers to the point where they're putting in their own money and raising that. Because if you if you announce that in like Lagos, you are you are a star. Like if you are say I raise seven hundred k, you're a star. So imagine that they raise like seven hundred k off like crowdfunding. I've only seen that with like Monzo and and the rest, but never, but not with like. African startups. Yeah, yeah. I've only ever seen that with Curve, which is British, English. Um, those guys yeah. are how you have multiple cards. 
linked to one single card and one app for managing all of them. Can you imagine yeah. if possible if Wallet Africa said they wanted to do crowdfunding? So perhaps is it an indication of like the fact that they really need to make a need that people have um, to transfer money or move value like across African countries? Is that the underlying motivation for people like dropping their personal money to fund these guys? Yeah, I, I think it's a bit of that and there's like an ability to spread as well. Uh, like because because they're not primarily like West African or Sub-Saharan Africa. They're not, you don't hear about them as much as you hear about like the startups this way, but in East Africa, they're like a pretty big deal. And I mean, uh, for people to like put, put in that, that much money of their own thing, because like they, they were targeting at like 600K and they like exceeded targets. So it's definitely, it's a step in the right direction. I mean, maybe like a Nigerian company would consider like doing like crowdfunding, although we don't have money, so we don't know how much there is. But Bro, remember that this country money is tight. Money is tight exactly. It's just it's just that we're we're a different breed. And interestingly, for EverSend, um, I think Echo Bank provides the underlying um, technology, like the wallet system. You know, we, we keep talking about banking as a service. So I think it's Echo Bank that provides the actual store value. Forever send because they're a partner. Either that or perhaps they they invested early in them. That's a challenge to other like Nigerian banks. I get that Echo Bank is not Nigerian like that. They just operate in operate in Nigeria. But it's a challenge for us, especially if we want to form that work, you know, we're one of the we're like the largest economy in Africa, and even on, in the face of technology and financial services, we're pretty, we're pretty much ahead of most African countries, if not all. I'm very, very interested in seeing where they go. I, I just downloaded it like the other day, and I went to put some money in and just see. I don't know. I mean, I've never been in those regions, but just to see how it works because it's. It's, 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 it's a fascinating product from what, from what I've seen so far and from what I've read from people that use it. This is very fascinating. Sparkle has finally launched. Again, you mean? Oh, mm, uh, oh then. Sparkle is in the market. Uh, uh, yeah. If they're finally launched, what was that thing they did before? Is a pilot, it might be pilot, you know. You have to pilot before you fully enter the market. You know how it is. I'm yeah. just going to I'm just going to test it again and see if anything has changed because they they did all manner of like influencer marketing. Do you know they've been working on this thing for almost like what two two years? They were working on this product for almost two years and this is what they and this is what they dropped and it's not like it's not, it's not even finished. It's like it's, it's, we sat on it for so long just to release this. I mean, I'm every, I mean, the more the better. I'm happier that they're more digital back. The Sparkle has been a thing even before movies. Because I remember when they, they were hiring and they were coaching people, they coached like, some people from Adela and everything. Yeah, it's like, oh, but a top secret project. And this was even before like Diamond Bank acted. The only thing that I've seen that might be of interest to me is just their split payment feature. Um, what? Even, even that feature, is it like, is, is it a thing that we're applying like 
Nigerian culture? Like, do we really split payments like that? I mean, so they are just go back. I think they still split payments. <laughs> because I can, I can see how, because foreign like apps always have like that split, split bill feature. And I guess for them, it's, every, it's always every man for himself. Like, that's their culture. But in the country where selling my piece for everybody on their birthday, I don't think about doing this split payment. It's like, oh, I went over there. Yeah. I'll pay for it. Let's just split the payment, guys. If you send me any payment request, I'll go ahead to send you to pay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I have nothing to, to say about sparkling, to be honest. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think. It's not differentiated <laughs> enough. It's not. It's, it's not, not. It's just not differentiated enough. There is no, there is no conceivable reason. There is no value proposition that they are bringing to me that I don't have the exact same thing or an alternative with anybody that I currently use. So, like, I'd rather go back to GT Bank. I, I don't. I don't see anything that they're doing that's significantly different from what, like. Why should I leave what is existing to go to you? I mean, they even took like that chat platform, Diamond Bank. Anyways, I think we've come to the end of the episode, but on a closing note, I want to address um, the case of what's his name? Oh, is that it? Kenda? Yes. (laughs) It's bad enough that your internet is not working. Yeah, so I mean, I think we know I now guess, why their internet does not work. Like an aggressive sexual assault, bringing out your penis everywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think this episode might we might have to target for mature audiences before we get <laughs> <laughs> before we get a strike from Apple. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's. The, the, it's pathetic. The whole thing has just been this, this whole has just been a shit show, like the, how they handled it. First, yeah. um, he, he didn't want to step down, had to they said they will investigate, then they didn't investigate, then the guy locked his Twitter, then he unlocked his Twitter to come and like tell the babe that he never she never raped her. I mean she never said he raped her. She said that you brought your penis out. That was very different. And I think what's even worse is the reaction of like the tech community because though obviously everybody has known that Nigerian men are wild and Nigerian men do wild shit. That is Nigerian men, Nigerian men. But I feel like for some reason the tech community thought they were like special and different and these things don't happen in there. That that whole narrative just bothered me because that's as the tech community of all Nigerian men. Like just because you carry laptop and you know how to code does not mean you're different or you're special. Like they are That's still born because they are right. Hello world, they are fine. Yeah, still born and raised in this environment where they are, you know, told that they are kings and that you know women should bow down to them and women should be taking care of them and women are there for their pleasure. Like they're still raised in this messed up, you know, environment. So yeah, I mean, I understand. Like, maybe they had good intentions in terms of oh. Perhaps, you know, collectively in the tech community, they should hold themselves to higher standards. However, let's be real. Like, they are still Nigerian men. I mean, like, even if if you want to believe that you are a king and you are the best thing since sliced bread, how how anyone can see that whipping out your jimmy in public is an aberrant behavior is beyond me. Like... 
maybe it's going to have a processing child, but yeah. <laughs> but we've seen we've seen we've seen that it's not it's not a new thing, and it's yeah. not just I've seen like I, I one day I came across a random video of a lady in Jitnik Bank queue, and the guy behind her just whipped it out. I was like trying to rub it against her, and I was like, what? Like there have been many videos like exposing these guys, you know, like it's yeah. thing, it's something fans. And it's been there for ages. I think it's just now that we have mobile phones, people are yeah. capturing. We never used to talk about all these fetishes, yeah. you know. And we always used to act like like white people were the crazy ones. I remember um, during, like, I think it was my second year in uni, and there was a course that I was taking in, in psychology um, regarding all these fetishes and stuff. And then we would examine each fetish, like the the ideas behind them and i remember all of us acting like it was such a weird thing but now that i think about it as long as we're human being human beings we're going to have similar traits so it only makes sense that that these things are will run through both in western communities and even in african communities what i'm grateful for now is that more and more people are willing to speak up um and then the advent of the mobile phone and being able to record stuff and being able to capture stuff as they happen or texts as they happen it's it's such a it's such a welcome development and me i'm here for people getting shamed you know if that's what it takes for you to behave yourself and act like somebody that went to school then so be it and like another thing was what even annoyed me was beyond even tech thinking they above it. It's more their solution was very technical. It's like, oh, um, let's raise a let's build a database of clinical clinical or let's do a hackathon to solve sexual assault. Let's do a this it's all manner of nonsense performances. I I don't even know. It's like, oh, I can really give a thousand dollars to anybody that can put together a database of sexual assault. I was like, man, just talk to your people. Nobody wants that. Well, you can't take bro your way out of it. You can't write code and solve sexual assault. Then you have no written code to fix your own yabba. It's now this one you have to fix. Fix yourself first. Yeah, spot on. And and ultimately, I think it will also have to boil down to like legislation as well. I feel like. People, people will keep acting up as long as they know they are going to get away with it. Like, if you know that the consequence for your behavior is going to be, like, really messed up, I feel like for many people, it will cause them to, to have second thoughts about misbehaving. Because now as it is, policemen, the judiciary, like, everyone, this rape culture is pervasive in our society where people do stuff and and get away with it because the people meant to prosecute and the people meant to bring justice also share similar views. Just before this call, I saw a video of one lunatic um, confronting um, some guys that were protesting um, about um, rape and sexual assaults in Nikbaja. And he was saying, he was essentially saying that women had their hand in it and all of that. And in my head, I'm like, like, where do you want to start with with somebody like this? This man is probably in his 50s, you know, and these are views he has probably held for the entirety of his of his 
of his existence. So where do you start with this kind of person? As far as I'm concerned, we need to get to a point where the cost of sexual assault is, is very high and the implications are very significant for the perpetrators. Yeah, and that's why I'm like currently I'm all for funding the organizations that um, sort of lobby on the like lobby for these causes and all of that because ultimately right now there's plenty of noise on social media all this or that but then we need to ensure that the noise is sustained and that actual you know actions are taken because I know that the um, Senate and House of Reps I know that they come out some list of things that they are doing they set up a committee for this this one that one but it's to ensure that it's not just enough for them to set up those committees but then you know by funding these organizations that are focused on stare and stand to end rape and all of them that they then continuously push to actually have like legal you know things put in place to ensure that we can prosecute people that do these things um, and that there's actually standard procedures that the police will follow to deal with issues like this and hospitals will follow to ensure that evidence is properly collected and people are, you know, duly um, dealt with for, yeah, doing these things. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, if you're a rapist, please don't listen to our podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, um, for listening to another episode of the Open Africa podcast. Uh, forgive some of the sound issues. We're still re- recording remotely. Um, and we hope you're staying safe. And yeah, till the next episode. Corona is outside. Bye. Yes.